What's going on, family? It's your man, Kmart, coming at you with another episode of the 310 Podcast. Uh, I know I'm a few days late, <laughs> um, but in this podcast world, uh, you have something called technical difficulties. And pretty much that's what happened. Um, I was trying, um, I had an episode all ready to come out, but the podcast guys decided that, nah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to let you put that episode out. So, Technical difficulties happened, and the episode that I had set for you pretty much magically disappeared. And so, yeah, I'm a few days late, so hey, I apologize for that. So, anyway, now I got that disclaimer out the way. <laughs> so, anyway, um, like I said, welcome to another episode of the 310 Podcast. I'm your man, K Martin. And so, we have the finals matchup all set and ready to go. Uh, we got the two time defending champion, Golden State Warriors. Taking on the Toronto Raptors. Uh, pretty much this episode, I'll pretty much be diving in about that um, about that matchup. Um, give you my give you my keys and who I think is going to win. I also will be discussing uh, what took place out east between the Bucks and the Raptors, along with the Wild Wild West between the Warriors and the Blazers, and also. Staying out west, I will be continuing to talk about that ongoing drama and that crap show that is called the LA Lakers. So let's start out back east uh, with the Warriors, uh, with the Bucks and Raptors. And pretty much from what I've seen from fans and from the media, is that they were all ready to crown the Eastern Conference to the Milwaukee Bucks after the first two games. I know me, I was more of like, I believe it was more of a pick 'em series, but. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I will say this. The series dramatically changed, and I'll pinpoint it, and that was game three. That um, During that game, that was a game that went to overtime, and the Bucks had a chance to literally put the, um, their boot on the Raptors' throat and pretty much end this series. And what changed was Toronto coach Nick Nurse um, making a, a matchup change and putting Kawhi Leonard on Giannis Antetokounmpo, and pretty much from there, you could definitely see a definite uh, a definite change in the series. Um, Giannis wasn't getting out into the open court as he was getting and getting the layups and the dunks, and of course his um, his jumper hasn't been fully developed yet. So you definitely see that, and pretty much what the Raptors did was they pretty much just locked him up, uh, had Kawhi play him. And if somehow, some way, Giannis got past Kawhi, pretty much they were packing on the on the buck. I'm sorry, the Raptors were packing the lanes and pretty much forcing Giannis to pass out. And what disappointed me is that Giannis's teammates didn't step up. I mean, where was Nico Miritich? Where was Ilya Sova? Um, Chris Middleton. I mean, he had a decent series, but it wasn't at the all-star level that he showed throughout the regular season. And I know Malcolm Brogdon um, had just came off an injury, but, I mean, for the most part, he was also quiet as well. So, basically, um, like, like I always tell you guys, is that usually the experienced team typically wins at this level. And for Toronto, I mean, they had they had the experience with Kawhi, Kyle Lowry, um, the bigs, Marcus All, and Serge Ibaka. And Pretty much, and that experience definitely showed uh, coming down the stretch during this series. And 
in regards to going and going back to Giannis, um, I know a lot of people in the media will say, oh, Giannis got exposed. He uh, he couldn't come up in the clutch and all that stuff like that. I wouldn't really say that. And like I say, it goes back to the experience and knowing and looking at Giannis and the way that he built himself up to a, uh, to a solid NBA player, a player who I believe who will uh, win the MVP this year. Especially going now looking at the disappointment and the way that this series in, I have no doubt that he'll definitely be back in the lab working on um, improving his game, adding new um, adding new weapons to his arsenal, working and working on those foul shots. So I expect Giannis to come back even better next year, and, and especially if he if he gets that jumper down. Oh my God, this dude is already unguardable, almost virtually unguardable now. Just imagine when he gets a consistent jump shot, and especially from uh, especially that three ball. Whew. This dude is a monster, and he's going to continue to to be a monster. So, um, I talked about Giannis's um, Giannis's supporting cast letting him down. Uh, I can't say the same thing about Kawhi's. Um, he definitely got some solid support from uh, Fred Van Fleet and. This dude right here, this dude has been hotter than a blowtorch ever since his son was born. Oh, my gosh. Ever since his son was born, this dude has been on fire. And he's and he has definitely stepped his game up. Um, they also got um, solid contributions from Marcus All, Serge Ibaka, Norman Powell, and the rest of the crew. Oh, and also uh, Pacquiao Siakam. But one player that uh, I definitely want to focus on, and honestly, I'm not even gonna lie. Those who know me, I was I was on on him tough last year, especially after the way he ended last season. Is Kyle Lowry, and aside from that first game against Orlando in the first round, for the most part, he's been pre- he's been pretty consistent with with his play. And in the conference finals, he finally showed up and started to play like the all-star that he that he's been over the past few seasons so it's good to see him producing on this level and so now the raptors are in the finals and wow just sit back and think wow the toronto raptors are in the nba finals i mean man you have teams like the timberwolves the nuggets um the hornets and other teams that that's been around for for 20 plus years, almost 30 years, that have not, and some of you haven't, haven't even sniffed the NBA Finals. So, you know, come game one of those final, of the finals, you know those fans um, outside outside of Jurassic Park and inside that stadium is going to be ready, and they're going to show up, and they and, and they're going to need it. the players, they're going to need it. But I mean, and it's crazy to think about it because. Toronto, for the most part, has been a hockey town with the Maple Leafs and the NHL, and so I mean this is this is definitely good. I mean you definitely see those fans that uh, for the past few years have come out and supported this Raptor team. So I mean it's good to see, it's good to see because they they came from the bottoms. I mean they had uh, Vince, they, and they had that stretch where they made it to the semifinals but lost to AI and pretty much really wasn't in serious contention until the last couple years. I mean, they had the T-Mac and uh, McGrady show. Um, they had Chris Bosh and, and 
and that and that squad come through, but they weren't um, they weren't able to break through or barely and sometimes didn't even make the playoffs. So, and now you have then you had the Demar Derozan Kyle Lowry crew that unfortunately they ran ran up um, against LeBron and unfortunately you guys know what happened with that. They couldn't they were they were getting swept left and right. And so, like I said, I mean, it's good to see. And going back to the conference finals between the Bucks and the Raptors, I mean, me personally, hey, I was honestly hoping for a game seven and it come down to Kawhi and Giannis. And to be honest, and oh my goodness, um, these uh, both these players, I mean, they, they both had a tremendous playoff run. And, and, and Kawhi, I mean, you look at him, man, he's doing this in some, in some New Balance yard work ones. <laughs> But hey, I mean, it was a it was a good series. It was a good series, and so speaking of Raptor fans, um, let's talk about Super Fan Drake. And all right, I'll say this now. I mean, I'm not the biggest Drake fan. I mean, he has a couple songs out there. I mean, they hey, they're pretty pretty catchy and stuff like that. But pretty much Drake is like the modern day Spike Lee, and pretty much I mean, kind of like Spike. I mean, what he was doing on the sidelines. Was was hella corny, rubbing uh, Nick Nurse's shoulders and everything like that. I'm like, come on, sit down. But hey, you know what? He's the he's the quote unquote team ambassador. I mean, he provides entertainment, and you saw what kind of mind games he was playing on the Bucks, and especially head coach Mike Budenholzer. And I'm pretty sure if he was to if he was to ask him. Now, after the fact, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't bring he wouldn't have brought up Drake and what he was doing, because honestly, that right there just kind of it just showed where his thinking was at that particular time. I mean, why even talk about Drake? I mean, I mean, you never hear about uh, coaches or anything like that. Talk about what uh, Jack Nicholson did at the Laker game, what uh, Spike Lee was doing at the game. I mean, the only incident spike really had i mean every now and then he would talk to mike on the sideline uh, but i mean it was reggie miller during the 94 eastern conference finals where he was talking smack to reggie and, and reggie busted him up in the fourth quarter so <sighs> my thing is like i said let drake be drake um i mean you you can't you can't give him that much that much uh ammunition i mean got him over there looking like birdie from above the rim <laughs> So anyway, on to the wild, wild west, and the Warriors are back. Yes, the Golden State Warriors are back in the finals once again for a, for a fifth consecutive year. Um, pretty much, it's it's unprecedented um, in this era to ha- to have a team go to five straight NBA finals. And I mean, I will say that this is probably Golden State's most impressive run to the finals. And they're doing this without KD. Currently, they're on a five game winning streak. And honestly, hey, after KD went down to me, hey, like I mean, a lot of people thought, hey, they'll go down. Um, Houston was going to beat them. And you saw what happened with that. But I will say this. I mean, I'm definitely surprised on how they swept Portland. And I mean, and as you guys know, I mean, hey, I've been preaching to the to the high heavens about Damian Lillard, but Dame, 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 man, you let me down this series, man. <sighs> but like I said, it regarding the Bucks and Raptors series, I mean, hey, experience definitely 
definitely wins um, at this level of the season. And so, and basically with Portland, I mean, they didn't have the experience or the weapons to hang with Golden State. Um, I wonder if uh, Nurkic went down. I would definitely, I'll, I'm definitely interested to see how this series would have played out. So, anyway, but on to Golden State. Um, over over the last five games, I will say that Steph Curry has reintroduced himself as arguably one of the best players in the game. Um, he's been on fire from deep. He he's carried go um, he's helped carry Golden State to this point. Clay Thompson has pretty much has resumed his role as this, as the second man on this squad, and he's been lighting it up from deep. And Draymond, Draymond, I mean, hey, he's he's lost weight. He's 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 laid off the booze and and and, and the sweets and everything like that. And you can see his confidence is back with his jump shot. I mean, the way that he ent- that he ended, um, he came up big at the end of game four by hitting that clutch three. That's something that honestly we haven't seen since the 2016 season when they won 73 games. Draymond, um, I'm definitely happy that um, his jumper has got has come back because to be honest with you, the last couple of years his J has been booty butt garbage. And so, one thing that definitely worries me about Golden State going into this series is their depth. I mean, this isn't the same bench that they that they've had over the last two or three um the last like since like 2016, 2017 where they had like I said, I mean they've had like the bench mob come in. Um Sean Livingston is an older player. They have um Andrew Bogut and he's not the same player as he, as as he was. I know they do have Looney. They they do have uh, I believe believe McCall and Quentin Cook coming up, coming off the bench to to help help the starters. But like I said, I mean this isn't the the bench that they had before, and pretty much a lot of that was spearheaded by Andre Iguodala, especially since KD has been hurt. Iggy's came in and and had to start, and so. But like I said, I mean the Warriors. I mean, hey, they're doing Warrior things right now. So now, in terms of KD, with with Golden State going on this five game winning streak in the playoffs and pretty much gotten through Houston, the team that a lot of team people expected to be Golden State and swept away Portland. I mean, this definitely ah, this definitely isn't a good look on KD. Um. I mean, and as you guys can see, his Twitter fingers have been on fire. Um, I know he's been going back and forth with Chris Boussard from Fox Sports and then. And my my message to KD is, man, just just put Twitter down, get healthy, try to come back in this series, and win another ring. And then do you whatever you decide to do in free agency. Because to be honest with you, you're not going to win in the court of public opinion or with somebody in the media. Because, I mean, hey. That's just how it is, and right now, like I said, KD, um, like I said, just just get healthy. That's that's my thing. But like I said, I me, mean, it should be interest. It should be interesting, especially the, um, from Golden State's point of view, going into the finals. And like I said, I me, mean, the depth is a major concern. But hey, with the Splash Brothers hitting, playing the way that they've been playing over the last these last five games, I mean, it may not make any difference. So. Now, the finals are here, and, of course, the Raptors do have home court advantage um, and the possibility of KD 
maybe missing the first game, couple games, or maybe not even playing at all. So it is imperative that the Raptors get one or both of these first two games at home because you don't want to go to the Oracle down 0-2 or even tied because, honestly, if that happens, I can easily see Golden State sweeping the uh, games three and four on their home court. But on a side note, during this regular season, hey, the Raptors did sweep the Golden State Warriors the two games in this in the regular season, and one of those games wasn't going to uh, wasn't go to State by twenty, and then the other game they won in Toronto um, with KD scoring um, well, despite KD scoring fifty points, Toronto was still able to win. So with that knowledge, I mean that hey that they 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 beat the Warriors throughout the regular season. I mean, we'll see if this carries through to the finals. But, like I always say, me experience definitely plays a major factor at this level. And with that being said, I have the Warriors winning in six. But honestly, that has a lot to do with KD maybe coming back. Uh, maybe games three or, three or four. But if he's out... Passing, uh, I mean, uh, that, that pick may go to Toronto. So, I mean, right now, I have Golden State in six, but that is subject to change. <laughs> so, staying out west, and like I said, I was talking about the Warriors, so let's, let's stay out west, and let's talk about that mess in L.A. called the Lakers. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, my gosh. I mean, man, last week, uh, Stephen A. Smith went on to first take. I'm, he went on to first take and pretty much dished the whole team about what's going on with the Lakers' front office. And, man, oh, man, oh, man. Honestly, you know what? I'm not even mad at Magic because, I mean, Rob Palenka, he's going around Laker management and going into Lakers' office and just um, talking, um, trying to pretty much backstabbing Magic in the back. And I'm, that's not cool. That's not cool. And I've been seeing people on Magic's social media page calling him a snake and you're you're ruining your legacy. Why, why would you do this to the organization that you supposedly love and stuff like that? I mean, to be honest with you, man, look, man, somebody if somebody's talking, talking junk behind me about my back, hell yeah, man, I'm going to come back out and defend myself. And that's pretty much what Magic was doing. Magic was defending himself. To the media, to the fans, and them know, hey, look, this is what's going on in the Laker organization. And so, I mean, I, I see where Laker fans are coming from. They're thinking that this is going to um, prevent the Lakers from getting somebody in free agency. But you know what? Who really wants to come to a dysfunctional organization like this? I mean, basically, what Magic pretty much did was point out and was pretty much, he was pretty much pointing out Rob Palenka is the main issue. And we all know this because Rob Rob doesn't have the best image around um, around NBA circles, especially with that messy pool with Carlos Boozer back in the day. So that right there definitely didn't really shine a positive light on him. And right now, I mean, yeah, he's I mean, he he's managed Kobe. And another couple, another, um, another few, um, well, a few of, um, 
of these NBA stars. And so, like I said, I mean, other teams, they don't want to deal with them. And you guys have seen that. I mean, the Hornets didn't really want to deal with them. I'm, I'm sorry, the Pelicans didn't really want to deal with them. And a lot of other teams, when he calls, they don't, they don't answer and they don't return his phone calls. So, Basically, with the Lakers, I mean, Magic, and yeah, he did have some stuff to say about Genie, but to be honest with you, to me, it's constructive criticism. I mean, it was it was too many it was too many chefs in the kitchen. You have Genie, you had Rob Palenka, you had Magic Johnson. Then you also had outside influence such as possibly Phil Jackson and Kobe Bryant and other people within the organization trying to throw their their input. This really has to be. A three, a three team, a three, a three person job. That's Genie, Rob, Magic. That's it. And overall, this situation has gotten messy. And you have to, and pretty much, I mean, instead of looking at Magic, you have to look at Genie Bus because first of all, Magic told her before he took the job that hey, I'm, I still have to tend to my business. Genie came with him about the job. Magic said, hey, look, I got my businesses to, to tend to. I make more money with my other businesses than the Lakers. So, yeah, that's going to – is that going to be an issue? He asked her this. She said, no, it's not going to be an issue. And then Magic asked, will I be able to make basketball decisions? She said, yes, you will. And so, basically, Magic like, okay, cool. So, when Magic wants to make a change in head coach with head coach Luke Walton, Jimmy stops it. So it's like, dang, it's like, okay, you say I can make the basketball choice decisions. And now that I want to make a basketball decision, you won't let me. Come on now. Come on now. And also, when you think about it, any president of basketball operation, um, guy that's coming in for for that position, they're going to want to hire their own guy. I mean, Luke Magic didn't hire Luke. And to be honest with you, Magic was trying to hire Tyron Luke. Who's Braun's coach? I mean, man, I mean, you've already seen. I mean, hey, Braun, Braun and, and um, Rich Paul, they really wasn't happy with um, with Luke Walton as their head coach. And then after the season, well, after Magic stepped down, now you want to fire Luke after the season. Dude, you could have did this pretty much um, around, the, around the time that Magic was trying to fire him and then saved all the drama. But like I said, I mean, it's a mess going on in Lakerville. And so, like I said, I mean, I talked about Genie. Now, like I said, I've defended Magic, but then, hey, Magic is also deserves some blame in this. Because what president of basketball operation uh, has come in and did this thing, half, uh, did like a half uh, work part-time? You don't see that. I mean, pretty much anybody who comes in, in that position has to be 100% committed. And Magic, hey, he told Jeannie he couldn't be 100% committed, but yet she still gave him the job. Magic, Magic, uh, well, like I said, Magic, he deserves some culpability. He shouldn't have took the job if he wanted, if he wasn't able to be 100% committed. So, you know what? Like I said, it's a mess over there to the point where you have 10 to 15 uh, Laker fans protesting outside the Staples Center a couple weeks ago. And yeah, I mean it's funny to think about it, but one thing it did, I mean it, hey, it brought it brought awareness and it shows how bad that organization has been run ever since Doctor Buzz passed away in 2013. And now 
and now the question is, will this be a major factor heading into free agency? Who knows? Who really knows? But, I mean, it's not a good look. And to be honest with you, I think what the Lakers were hoping for Magic is that he he becomes the face of the franchise. He's able to help lure these free agents to L.A., and which, to be honest with you, aside from Shaq and LeBron, they really haven't done a good job with that anyway. But do I think the Lakers will get somebody? Yeah, I think they'll they they'll get somebody. I don't believe they'll get the the KDs, the Kawhis, the Clays. I mean, there's been talks about Kyrie over the last week or so. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, but do I think they may get like a Kimball Walker or a Jimmy Butler? I think maybe those those secondary types of players, do I think those players will be enough to help get LeBron back to the finals? Mm, no, not really. Not not the way the West is constructed at this present moment, because right now, I mean, for the Lakers to get back to the finals or they'll they'll probably need to find some way to get like a big time free agent, either through trade or free agency. But we'll see what happens with that. But I will say this. Hey, July 1st can't come quick enough. And so with that, folks, that brings us to a close with another episode of the 310 Podcast. I really want to thank you guys for listening and following me. Um, if you want to get in contact with the show, if you got your opinions on the finals, you got if you think Toronto is liable to put an upset, if you think you think the Warriors can, uh, will three-peat? Let me know what you guys think about what happened in the conference finals or this mess that's in L.A. that's called the Flake Show. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, the Lake Show. <laughs> so hit your man up at the310podcast at gmail.com. This, uh, the email just will be in the description box. You can follow me on Twitter at K, um, K, Mr. Kmart81. And so with that being said, I will catch up with you all later. Peace.